This evening, we've been meditating on the cross, specifically Jesus on the cross for us. As Becky read Isaiah 53, we saw Jesus as a man of sorrows, despised, rejected. It said, one from whom men hid their faces. And then Leah read Psalm 22, we saw Jesus as the forsaken one. Now, the psalmist is writing about himself, but we know from Scripture that Jesus adopted this psalm when he was on the cross. And so as I read just a couple lines from that again, I want you to picture in your mind's eye Jesus hanging on the cross, quoting these verses to himself. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. Now, when I read these scriptures, one word that comes to my mind is shame. Shame. And this was the whole point of crucifixion, (laughs) to take somebody's life in the most shameful way possible, naked or near naked, hung up on a cross real high for everyone to see, next to a major road where people would observe, completely helpless, wriggling around, not able to get down, suffocating to death. And and all of this makes us very sad when we think about the one that we love going through this. Much like those first followers who saw Jesus that day, they They saw him subject himself to the shame. But this evening, I want us to see that in the midst of all of that shame, something else is going on as well. We know that it didn't have to be this way. Jesus didn't have to stay where he was. He had all the power in the world. He had all the power that was needed and then some to be able to get out of this situation He told Peter that he could call innumerable angels to come to his aid. And quite honestly, as the God-man, as God in the flesh, he didn't even need angels. One theologian said, the real miracle of Calvary is that there was no miracle. Jesus chose to remain weak. He chose to appear helpless. He chose to subject himself to the shame. Why? We ask ourselves, why would he do that? Hebrews 12, 2 says this. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus endured the cross. Jesus despised the shame. And all of this, it says, because of the joy that was set before him. Now, on Jesus' last day with his disciples, he talked about joy several times. And he seemed to be concerned with their joy. He said this, he said, my desire is that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be full. The reason that Jesus endured all of the shame is for the joy of being the founder and the perfecter of our faith. 
He did it all so we would share in that joy and salvation. He, he knew what was coming. He knew that he would share his joy with his followers and salvation with us. And when we place our faith in Jesus Christ as Savior and as King, he floods our heart with joy and he removes our sin and our shame. And, and the thing that I really want to get across this evening, the thing I want us to understand about Jesus hanging on the cross in shame is this. Jesus carried our shame so we don't have to. Jesus carried our shame so we don't have to. Romans 10 Verse nine and following says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. Throughout our life, shame plagues us for numerous reasons. Sometimes it's because of things that we have done. We feel shame from the regrets that we have and sadly, sometimes it's from things that have been done to us. But wherever the shame comes from, it embeds itself in our soul. We can't seem to shake it. Shame often leads to unhealthy thought processes, unhealthy actions. It leads to sin sometimes. Shame can be crippling. It can be so crippling in our hearts, in our minds. But this evening, let the cross remind us that Jesus absorbed our shame and he subjected himself to death on a cross so we can be free from shame. Jesus carried our shame so we don't have to. Here's a paradox. Yes, Jesus on the cross is the pinnacle of shame. But at the very same time, Jesus on the cross is the pinnacle of glory. It's the pinnacle of shame, yes, but it's also the height of glory. You might say, well, how? Well, in John 17, as Jesus is praying right before his death, he says this, in John 17, 1, when Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that the son may glorify you. And in verse 4 and 5, he says, Jesus says this to his father, I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. So as we visualize Christ on the cross this evening, and we've been doing that as we've been singing and hearing scripture read, as we visualize Jesus on the cross, let us see his glory. Let us not only see the shame, let us also see the glory. He was paying the debt that I owe, that we owe. He was using death to conquer death. He was carrying our shame and he was carrying our sorrow. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. He was wounded for our healing. Here's the message of Good Friday. Jesus died on a cross willingly out of love. This wasn't because of anything that he committed, any wrongdoing of his that he was worthy of death. Rather, he was carrying our sin and our shame. 
And the joy of sharing his salvation is what he had in his mind as he endured all of that, that excruciating ordeal. So how do we respond this evening to that? Well, we respond with praise and wonder. We respond with worship. We thank Christ for carrying our shame so we don't have to. And we strive to believe that what God says about us is true. We remind ourselves that when God says that we are righteous because Jesus carried our shame, that we are in him, we believe that. We strive to believe that. No matter what we have done, no matter what, and no matter what has been done to us, we are in Christ. When we are in Christ, we are forgiven. We are clean. Isaiah 53, 5, upon him, that's Jesus, upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds, we are healed. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you for the cross. Thank you for Jesus. God, we as human beings deal with shame. Often it it plagues us, often it, it cripples us, but tonight will you show us that Jesus carried our shame so we don't have to. Lord, for those that are in Christ, those that have bowed their knee to Jesus and are following Jesus, I pray that you would release them from the shame that they continue to think about both things that they've done and things that have been done to them. God, I pray that they would see Jesus on the cross and recognize that he endured all that shame for us so we don't have to. God, for anyone here who has not yet seen Jesus as their savior and their king, but tonight is realizing the full significance of Jesus on the cross, God, I pray that you'd release them tonight from all that shame for the first time in their life. They'd feel free. They would feel forgiven because if they're in you, they are. And God, as we continue to worship and as we continue to read scripture and pray, I pray that Jesus would be magnified and we'd be filled with awe and worship. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.